Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Here's the windup and the one-two pitch on the way to Contreras. And he drives one in the air to left field. It's pretty well hit. This ball's got a chance. Cubs win the ball game. A home run for Wilson Contreras. And in 15 innings, the Cubs have beaten Milwaukee by a score of 2-1. to one. I had to wait. It was right down the line. Highlight courtesy of 670 the score. Love those guys over there. Love that theme song they use for Cubs radio broadcasts as well. That singer's. Woo! Man, he's attractive. <laughs> that Bart? Yeah, it's Bart. It's Bart Winkler. Is the singer on that? He's Bart Winkler from 1057 The Fan in Milwaukee, and he's my co-host today on Hit and Run. I am Matt Spiegel. And you are listening to the score. You're listening to Hit and Run. It's a Cubs Brewers weekend, among other things. And tonight, got a Sunday nighter. It's John Lester against another human. Who's pitching for Milwaukee? I should know this. Chassin. Should... Oh, it is Julius Chassin. Thank you, Julius Chassin. What a weird pitching staff you have. And though Council usually finds a way to make it work. But it's like, I, I don't, last year, Brandon Woodruff was like, you know what? He's my five inning reliever. I'll have, I'll throw him for five innings in relief. And uh, this year he's a starter. Zach Davies is your Kyle Hendricks. He's your version of Kyle Hendricks. It's a weird batch of arms you have. And that's why I think you should take John Lester. But no, you want to take Addison Russell and cut him just to make a point. <laughs> it is a, I mean, it's, it's a staff that's not what they envisioned it would be right now. Because when they came into this, off season, it was another off season, and then you thought, okay, they're going to sign a pitcher. There's going to be a move. When when the Brewers went out and got Kane and Yelich the same day, two off seasons ago, as excited as we all were, we thought, okay, what's next? There's something else coming. Sure, they're going to move one of these outfielders for a pitcher, and that didn't happen. And then at the deadline last year, it didn't happen again. And they bring in Gio Gonzalez for a month, and then with the off season this year, you still thought, okay, they clearly need. Another pitcher, they let Wade Miley go down to Houston, and they decide to go with the three young guys in Freddie Peralta, Corbin Burns, and Brandon Woodruff. Boy, I love Peralta's stuff. I don't know if he's I don't know if he's got the concentration and focus it takes to be really good, but he's got stuff to do. But he can't pitch in the first inning. So now they're going opener strategy uh, strategy with him, where they've got Adrian Hauser opening the game for him in his last start, and we'll see if that happens again. So he pitched two innings and then Peralta Pitched a really good five innings that game. So now he's your five-inning relief guy. And Corbin Burns, who was so good out of the bullpen last year, was kind of like your right-handed Josh Hader. He's, he's got starter stuff. He's got a multitude of pitches. He, he can be a very good starter, but he just wasn't getting it done, and they had to demote him. They brought him back, and now in relief, he's dominating again. Mm. And so you think, well, what are we going to do with this guy long-term? And then you had Brandon Woodruff, who's been pitching well, especially the last couple of days, but he even he was kind of hit or miss. 
And Gio Gonzalez. Now Gio's back, and Gio's been great. Gio, there, there was in no way when the Brewers were mapping out their first six weeks, bringing Gio Gonzalez back was an option. He was with New York. He was at a di- 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 different club. Yeah. He, he had a major league possibility there, and then they let him go, and the Brewers pick him up again because the starting pitching was very bad for a month. It's been much, much better over these last two weeks, and now we're just going to find out. Is it more like that first month, or is it more like the last two weeks? Mm, it's uh, they're they're a good team though. They are they're they're awfully awfully fun to watch, and uh, and I must respect him. Did did it feel like they got over the hump last year? Did it did it feel like all right now we're the boss of the division? Did he did he go into this year thinking that that the Brewers were the boss of the division, or are the Cubs still the the big brother you got to overcome? Um, no, I think it put him into the the mix of the three teams. I think for the last couple of years either St. Louis or Chicago would look at the Brewers as a thing that was happening, an experiment, a a fluke, a flash in the pan. Mm -hmm. And I think what last year did, especially the way they finished off the season by clinching the playoffs in St. Louis, winning that game 163 in Chicago, and then getting to a game within the World Series, I think when you looked at the Central this year, you could make an argument, and you still can, that either St. Louis or Milwaukee or Chicago is going to win the division. Mm. But it, you can't have that conversation and leave any one of those three teams out. They've put themselves in that. That's for sure. In that mix, are they the big brother? I, I don't think that there is a big brother of the three. Mm. I, but I think that they're all three right there. Let me ask you a question: um, Do you know intellectually, and can you admit publicly that Ryan Braun is a tool? I think he's my favorite player of the last. Robin Yount's my all-time favorite brewer. Uh, brewer. That's that's a great call. I had nothing but respect for Robin Yount. Look, a I'm, a, I'm still a Braun Paul Molitor. You can give me Paul Molitor. Give me give me Jim Gantner. All you want. Give me Gorman Thomas. I mentioned Ben Ogilvie before. Got a lot a lot of guys, but you're still a Ryan Braun guy. In my life, I was born just after the '82 World Series. Okay, I was born after that in '84. Okay, so in my life. I've got three Brewers teams that I've seen go to the playoffs, and Ryan Braun was a big piece on all of them. Mm-hmm. And I know that he did something he shouldn't have. Oh, a few things. And I know that he wasn't very nice to some of the people in that situation. Do you use FedEx? Do you, do you use FedEx when you ship long-term? Do they allow Ryan Braun fans to use their fine services? They do. I still do. Mm. But with Ryan Braun, my argument always is that yeah. he wasn't taking the PEDs for himself. He was taking them for us. <laughs> he was doing it so he could play. So he was, he's doing it for the fans. And now those same fans boo him. So wait a minute. It was a selfless. It, it was, was a, a selfless s- act <laughs> for Ryan Braun to take what, or do what he did. It was selfless. It was, he wanted to bring success to Milwaukee. That's how much he cares about the town. Look, when he came I out. I think it was the same for Sosa, by the way. I think Sosa was <laughs> yeah. the, same, the same mindset. You know, I want those. I want those no, fans in McGuire right field. McGuire and Sosa, they were clearly selfish. Braun, <laughs> class act. Class act for doing what he did. Okay. But All with right. Braun, I, ever since he came out and said, there's no way in hell I did any of this, oh, and then it was quickly reviewed that uh, he was lying. Yeah. Uh, he, is, he is, I don't know if it's gone out of his way or just made a more point of, but he when there's an event that the Brewers need someone to hand out food, he's there. Gotcha. Uh, his answers are always very by the book. I mean, he's a little more honest. He, he'll tell you, yeah, we're struggling right now. He, he's, 
He gives that kind of stuff, but he won't say anything that's going to get him in trouble. So from a public perspective, he's still clawing his way out a little bit. There's still many Brewers fans that will not forgive him. When he gets booed in his own ballpark, uh, whenever uh, the uh, Cubs have been up there, it's not just Cub fans doing that. The, the, the Brewers fans boo him every once in a while? You don't hear you don't hear boos for Braun when he's at home and the Cubs are not in town, but mm. if the Cubs are in town and the Cubs fans start booing, it may give a Brewers fan's license. You know what? Yeah. To cover right. cover their mouth. <laughs> boo and boo along with them. You know what? You know what? I I'll I'll admit my my personal issue uh with Braun is that I was hosting on the radio that day that he came out and had the press conference and defended himself and eloquently made the case of how he was totally clean, and I bought it. I bought it. Hook, line, and sinker. I, I totally bought it. Aaron Rodgers bought it. Yeah. Those two had a business together, and Rodgers was asked about it and said, I, I trust this guy. Yeah. And that relationship is done. Well, uh, but I, I, I bought it, and, and I was like, and then I felt like an absolute fool. So I have anger for having been fooled multiple times on multiple levels by the man. So Ryan Braun should get booed because you felt yes. embarrassed. Because, yes, because his selfless act. So baseball should you, change for me. <laughs> yes. And Braun should be booed right. for you. Well, that's, it's weird to think about the friendship between Ryan Braun and Aaron Rodgers now because I don't know who the bigger jerk is. I can't, I can't tell mm. anymore. Interesting. After that, that article, oh, my God, that Tyler Dunn piece from a few months yeah. ago, that read like Bears fan fiction. You know, like like erotic Bears fan fiction. Oh, my God. Oh, the Packers are in disarray. Oh, this is great. <laughs> oh, give me more. Give me more of that. You know what is interesting, though, with the Ryan Braun stuff and Rodgers? There's a lot of talk in Wisconsin about how it's like MVP central. And you had the other night Giannis at a game where Christian Yelich was at. Yeah. And... And you had Aaron Rodgers there, and Braun Rogers was, was there. Rodgers was there. He's you know a part owner of the Bucks, but Braun was there oh, too. That's right? Yeah, Braun but was there too. Braun, when when people he talk about the MVP, right? Kind of he should have uh, he should have given his seat to Matt Kemp. That's what he should have done. Oh my God! No, 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 no. Braun, it's Matt on. Kemp's award. It was not. But Braun doesn't get thrown into that conversation anymore. So when we talk MVPs, Yelich. Rogers, Giannis, mm-hmm. Braun's kind of like the forgotten one in that conversation. Understood. Yeah, we got a lot of uh, a lot of postmen who are listeners to this show and this radio station. One of them, Peoria Matt, says <laughs> PED users are not welcome with the United States Postal Service. Okay, that's, well, that's good to know. I'm also uh, a part time courier, so I if, are, if are anyone you? yeah okay if anyone needs. So you could PEDs be the ship to their house. <laughs> I was, was going to say you. Now no wonder you you still like Braun. That was Peyton Manning's guy. No, I'm just kidding. I don't know much about that one. <laughs> <laughs> or or Pujols's guy. Everybody had a guy. Yeah. Uh, at one point, um do does Milwaukee media ever um get allowed to slide down Bernie Brewer's slide? Have you ever been near Bernie Brewer's slide or do people are people given that opportunity? Because that would seem to me like the equivalent of maybe doing take me out to the ball game at Wrigley or that kind of thing. I yeah, there should that should be the thing. Right? All right, here we go. It's the seventh inning, and there's there's Bart Winkler from 1057 the fan to slide down the slide. That should be the thing. They did Braun Strowman, WWE superstar, was at Miller Park recently, and he he slid down the slide, but it was like a pregame thing. Oh, uh, okay. 
but they should do seventh inning because Dabo Sweeney was there the other day for some reason. And he didn't go down the slide? He threw out the first pitch. What are you doing? Send him up there. Let him go down the slide. But, you know, these guys, they'll throw out the first pitch, and sometimes they leave in the fifth, sixth inning. Oh, right. If you're going to, yeah, if you're going to do, I like that. If you're going to take me out to the ball game here, uh-huh. you should do some guy going down the slide yes. for Roll Out the Barrel, the song we sing yeah. at that time. And I, I do like the sausage race, but only when, sausage a, sausage, race is good. when a sausage gets the, their ass kicked. It's just, that, that's okay. entertaining to me. So we're going to bring up all the <laughs> weird bad brewer things. Who was the cub, who was the cub who, who tackled a sausage? I could tell you Randall Simon. Randall for the Simon. Pirates. Oh, that's what it was. Randall. And he was. Hit yeah. him with a bat. And Is it was. That a, what it was? It was a teenage girl in the sausage. And he, he <laughs> hit the sausage. That's, it's a family show, Bart. All right. Stop talking about that stuff. I understand. All right. Someday. Can I say something as a man? I love him. I love him too. I lo- like, I love. Like, oh, that's my boy. The way Chuck. I feel about my family, I feel about Ryan Braun. Oh, wow. Oh, See, there my- it is. When did I say that? Pick any show last week, I'm sure I said it. <laughs> I heard it every single show. <laughs> hey, I support my team. I Rand- love my team. Uh, Randall Simon was a pirate when he did that with the sausage? I thought it was when he was a cub. No, I hope he right. was a pirate, otherwise I've been no, telling the wrong it. story for you, 10 years. No, 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 you nailed it. I'm watching it. Sausage assault. Brewers versus pirates. He hits her with a bat, right? Yeah, yeah. That's, man, that's... <laughs> that's a young girl in there. That's terrible. That ain't right. This is um, we take phone calls on the show and on the radio station three one two six forty four sixty seven sixty seven. It's Cubs Brewers weekend. I'm Matt Spiegel on Hit and Run. That's Bart Winkler, my co-host today from Chuck and Winkler on one zero five seven The Fan in Milwaukee. This is Kathy in Highland Park. You're like about halfway halfway between us, Kathy. I know it's a fantastic thing. Uh, I really love your show today, Bart. You sounding great. I hope you come back. My question is. Um, of the 19 games we play against the Brewers, what do you think the final stat will be? How many wins and losses, Cubs versus Brewers? What are we at right now? Does anybody know off the top of their well, head? Well, lo- what have what we lost? Well, it's one and one for the series. When you're saying we, I assume you're saying we as I, the Cubs. I can't tell. She's in Highland Park. I don't know. She's halfway. I'm a Cubs fan. All right, Kathy. For many, many decades. Okay. Come on, man. All right, I'll go out on a limit and say 10, 10 to 9 Brewers. That's going to be close, right? Wow. Okay. But these games are important. I know you guys were talking earlier about how important these games are. I, I, I agree that they are important. And they are. Yes. Because you're going to be wanting these games back later. I, I don't like the whole in baseball, it's early. Like, it's early if you're going to make a decision on a guy. David Stearns always says you need 40, 50 games before you can make a decision on a guy. Sure, no, I get that. But when the Brewers are on the schedule against the Cubs, if it's April 3rd or September, those games count the same. Hey, didn't you hear that October starts in May around here? I like that. Theo said that. Well, I like that. It's good. They threw it on a billboard. They threw it on a billboard, and then the team came out and started, you know, one and six and two and seven. Like, oh boy. That playoff pressure got to him. October starts in April, I should say, not in May. Right? What month does it start in April or March? It didn't start in March, that's for sure. It, it, it was ugly there. All right, so Brewers-Cubs right now. Milwaukee took two out of three up there, and now it's, uh, it, it's, it's one and one so far. So if the Cubs can win tonight, then it's all, it's all even up after six games. I mean, all these games matter. This is going to be a division that goes down to the wire. Mm-hmm. Uh, I may have made the mistake. That first series when the Brewers were hitting home runs on that Friday night, I think you can go back into my Twitter and see 
This is the best effing team ever. We have won the division already. It is over. I got a little happy about that. It's but a- it's going to be a tight race between these three. So even if the Brewers get ahead a little bit or the Cubs get ahead a little bit, yeah. it's going to be too early to make any of those kind of claims. It, it's it's understandable that you went there, though, mentally at that point in the year because a lot of, lot of Cub fans were, you know, going to like, oh, right. boy. Cause, because they were the team of intensity. Like, it's going to be, it's it's team intensity. Here we go. And then they start out two and seven and get there. October starts in March. That ah! is, yeah, <laughs> March. March, said Theo. And, you know, they come out and they just look that bad. And the pitching was so bad. The bullpen was so horrific. And the starters were supposed to be carrying them. And they weren't. It was like, oh, my God, here we go. What are we going to do? I, I told you on your show the other day, I, I, I was... I was um, fielding ideas for ways that I could fill time on it and run over the summer while the Cubs were becoming sellers. I'd co-host every week of August (laughs) if I had to. I think for me with the Cubs, what, when they had the bad start, it was also the off the field stuff. Like every one of these Joe Madden rules. And it seemed like the Joe Madden experiment or whatever you call it, the the tenure was like due to end at some point. That's it. Hold on. Hold on. We need to talk about the way that you pronounce experiment. We need What'd to I talk say? About it. Experiment. It's like, it's like it's a gum flavor. It's experiment. Right? Am, oh, I, am I wrong here, Eli? It's your last day. Make a linguistics uh, declaration. He says experiment like it's, a, like it's a gum flavor. And it's experiment? Yes! You talk for a living? Yeah, but I really want to disagree with Bart. I always want to disagree with Bart, but oh. I would I would side with him on this one. Experiment is okay? I think so. I just say how it comes out of my mouth. If I have to think about how to pronounce a word, that's too much. Experiment. <laughs> that's, again, that's your same theory in baseball. You don't want to think about stuff. Yeah, much. I just want to enjoy it. Don't, like football season, I say Falcons, and I say Jaguars. Uh, are you a Jaguars guy? So I'll talk about, oh, the Packers have the Atlanta... <laughs> Falcons, Jacksonville, the Jags. The Jags, yeah. I just can't do it. Just go to the Jags. It's a free world. You can say whatever you want. Oh, yeah. Is that my boy Frank? That's my boy Frank. He's Frank. Frank's a caller at yeah, on Fra- 105.7. Frank, Frank's a listener of both stations. Oh, really? And he's a big fan of this show. Oh. So I'm surprised we didn't hear from Frank Thank today. you, Frank. 312-644-67-67 if you want to hop in. Texture says, I'm loving the subtle insults going back and forth. Subtle? Uh, quick question for Bart. How come Milwaukee's last World Series trophy is stored in Atlanta? Is that true? Is there a Milwaukee Braves World Series trophy that's in Atlanta? There is. And there's, uh, you know, there's still a lot of, not a lot, but a good amount of people that remember the Braves and rooted for the Braves. And I have no connection to that Braves team. I mean, they left in the 60s. 70s, right? Sure. See, I don't even know. <laughs> well, Hank, you know, you're, I guess it is 60s because Hank played up there for a while. Yeah. And then he played for the Brewers in Milwaukee. It's for at, a at, the, years. at the very end the very yeah. end he came back yeah milwaukee milwaukee hasn't won a world series since 57 and that was with the braves mm. also the baltimore orioles uh baltimore i can't say that one either they were the milwaukee brewers for a season in 1903 were they really oh uh, yeah see i learned something i knew there Look was a all reason these teams that left us i knew there was a reason we invited you we'll do another segment with bart winkler whether you like it or not on hit and run <laughs> on 670 the score i got a big fat elbow for your face Henry Winkler.
I know that is. That's Pharrell on the bench. I've got I'm Scott Pharrell. I'm here to talk about hockey. I talk about hockey, only hockey. And I got this stick where I'm super cool. And I've been cool forever. I got one kind of cool, and this is the kind of cool that I am. Hey, and I'm Mafia, just going to keep you. How the penguins doing? <laughs> yeah, this is why Pharrell doesn't host with Pharrell. If it was you and me both doing Pharrell. But if that was to you? He's ripping you? Calling you Henry Winkler? By yeah, the way, Henry a big fat elbow for your face. Yeah. Henry Winkler. Yeah. My God. They, uh, That's a badge of honor to have angered Scott Farrell. They, well, they were not respecting my beloved Milwaukee Bucks, and we thought they needed a little more respect, and we talked about their show, and then they talked about ours, and then we talked about them again, and then they thought, oh, this little measly small market Milwaukee show is just trying to use us for national attention, so they're not going to talk about us anymore. Uh. So we had a nice little radio exchange, and then, you know, Farrell on the bench... Uh, Pharrell of the match right here. Who is, who is built on the backs of local radio. Uh-huh. Disrespecting Milwaukee. How dare he? So I would say, instead of listening to Pharrell when he's on both of our fine stations, uh, download the Chuck and Winkler podcast. I don't know. The Hit and Run podcast is a pretty radio. good Radio.com. Uh-huh. Well, once you get through that, the Chuck and Winkler podcast. It's true. Mine's only one day a week. At radio.com. Thanks for, Mine thanks is for mentioning five, it. should be one, but thanks, is five. Thanks for noticing. <laughs> no, no, really. No, really. I really appreciate that. The um, bottom of the hour? You got a bottom of the hour read? Winkler, I'm having trouble here. I'm having trouble doing radio. I can make fun of you saying experiment wrong, but... I'm the guy who should be doing better at radio. The bottom of the hour is brought to you by Lakeside Bank. Good treasury management is good business, but there's a secret at many banks. It's cookie cutter and costly at Lakeside Bank. They custom design programs for each client and save them money. Call Lakeside Bank. Learn the secret to real treasury management. Lakeside Bank, it's about time. Um, I have, That was Lakeside Bank? Yes, sir, it is. Lakeside Bank? Lakeside not Legside. Lakeside? Lakeside. Sounds like a great bank. I have, a, uh, I have an entire... Entire page here on the English language as usage website about experiment versus experiment. If you're interested, look, I grew up in Wisconsin. I've got a accent of sorts, a lot of O's, a lot of A's. Yeah, but you know what? You're apparently it's allowed. You're okay. Oh, Ma- I am. Many people have the square vowel as though they're using the word spare in experiment. And some people use the near vowel as though the word spear were embedded, like experiment. And apparently they're both, they're both okay. So I have, to, I have to take it back. I have to not make quite as much fun of you about this. Normally on my radio show, you can catch me saying phrases like, I ain't about that, dog. Because <laughs> you're so straight. So correcting me on how I say experiment is a very nitpicky thing of the Things a consultant would tell me to work on. Uh, yeah. Okay. This is Bob in River North on six seventy. The score. Hello, Bob. How are you? Hey, great guys. You guys got a, you guys have a good banter back and forth. I, I I hope this guy comes back with these fees because you you guys sound great. Thanks, today. buddy. Appreciate that. Uh, I, I was going to talk quickly about pace of play because one thing is this: the, the pace of the show is going great. But I, I hope I don't slow it down. Oh, double yeah. compliments. Yeah, yeah. Yesterday. Wow. Um, let's talk. Like, okay, nine innings. All right. The game a, a, after the, you know how hockey does it. I'm not a big hockey guy, but they they get it down to like three guys, three on three hockey. Here's my thing. Once we get to the once, all right. 
Ninth inning's over. It's tied up 1-1. Oh, boy. This is my idea. And, Bud, if you're listening, whoever's listening, seven guys bat. You can reset the lineup. The pit, you can't you can't throw pitchers back out there who already pitched because that's not fair. But the nine innings is over. Let's try and get it over before we sing taking out the ball game twice because it just blows through your pitching staff. I think you should have you should be able to reset the lineup. Only seven guys hit, and you can if you can you can say hey, if you want to lead off Chris Bryant, have at it. You want to lead off Lorenzo Crave, Kane, have at it. That way you kind of force the issue. And maybe it gets over quicker. And this is the other thing I'm going to say. Wait, I, hold on. So you, you just want to eliminate a couple of hitters, like the pitcher. Exactly. And, 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 they, they pull two guys off the ice. Why not? Like, the, <laughs> the idea, if you're going to put a guy on, you're talking about putting a guy on second base who didn't earn it. I mean, what are we talking about? What, what if we, maybe, we should, maybe we should add hockey sticks, Bob. Give them all hockey sticks. And let well, them... they already have baseball bats. Isn't that similar? Yeah. It's... I, I, here's my point. I mean, you made a, a bunch of people sit out in the rain. And, and let's be honest. It, it, it gets a little boring, and this is my uh, this matter idea. Please don't hang up after we get through nine innings. This is why he complimented we'll be... us so much at the top, so we wouldn't <laughs> hang up here at the bottom. After we after we get through nine, it's innings, working. I think we should start every count one and one. Okay, all right, <laughs> that's... that's Bob. I should have known better. The double compliment up top. You know, is going to lead to inevitable idiocy that he wants to be allowed to I hang like on that through. He's thinking, I like that he's thinking outside the box. And I like when he said, please don't hang up. He knew his idea could use some work. Yeah, yeah. But if this is a show to brainstorm and think sure, tank. Sure, absolutely. Then uh, I'm all for it. Why do, you have, um, why do you have four brothers or three other brothers uh, with the BGW initials? Why did the whole Who family Who is doing intel down? on me? That's me. It's me. I'm doing the intel. Where is that public? It's on your bio on 105.7 The Fan's website. <laughs> you think I went further than that? I don't remember writing that. <laughs> you think I you think I went to your wiki page or something? I don't Come have on. one. Uh Bart, Brett, Brock, Brent. Those are our names. Okay, and what's the G? Everybody have different G's too? Uh I'm gonna keep those private for those stealing social security information. Uh, oh, interesting. But they all are G's. We're all B G W. Okay. Yeah. And is that is there a reason for that? Uh my you ask my parents. Okay. Let's get him on the line. Eli, get him on the line. For I haven't talked to him in 10 years. What? My last big guest book, Bart's yeah. Parents. How did, you, how did you get Bart Winkler's parents? How'd you do that? Um, we had one texture at 6711 who would like, if we're, if we're drafting one item from the opposing team, they want the retractable roof from Miller Park. They'd like to take that. But I don't know where, does he, I don't know where the texture wants to put it, but we should put it on Soldier Field because that's a – you know, it's like that, that that could be something. Do you generally like Wrigley? Yes. I love Wrigley. Yes. I, for me, it's the one ballpark because as I told you, when I grew up, the Cubs were on TV the most for me. Yeah. It's the one ballpark that I can still go to and I feel like I'm stepping into my TV as a kid. So mm-hmm. I, I would keep Wrigley and some of the changes they made have been good. You know, you have to update with the times, like the scoreboard and stuff. Both of them. But I would, I just, I, I do like going to Wrigley a lot. I think they've done a, a pretty remarkable job of keeping it feeling like Wrigley on the inside. Yeah. You know, and the he, same that Lambeau Field has done. Well, I think Lambeau Field has done an incredible job. You're absolutely right. Yeah. And you know what? Fenway did too. Yeah. So it, it, because, and Fenway was the model for Wrigley, but. You know, Fenway is not as comfortable 
Like, I, or maybe it's just that people in Boston are thinner than people in Chicago. Those seats at Fenway are just brutal. Crazy narrow. I haven't watched a game there, yeah. but I believe you. Crazy, crazy narrow. Oh, and Wisconsin Miller Park, we got huge seats. <laughs> yes, you do. Take <laughs> It's comfortable. Yeah, it's plenty of room to spread out. You can throw a brat in each pocket. Yeah. (laughs) The way it was meant to be. Uh, Bart Winkler, this has been fun. I think think Jabari Parker is the one who really brought us uh, all together, and we should remember. Remember the good times? Not just the good times, but on draft night, I remember. Do you remember when Jabari was drafted? I think we probably loved this more than Milwaukee did here in Chicago, but like, Jabari Parker was was asked, "Hey, in Milwaukee, you're, you're in Milwaukee. That's that's kind of at sort of like Chicago, right? It's 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 near Chicago." And here's what Jabari said: "Man, I'm really excited. You know, I get to represent the city of Chicago, but also the city of Milwaukee and the whole Midwest. Those great lakes, Lake Michigan. It feels real good." So we have Lake Michigan together. We have the Great Lakes together. Those great lakes, Lake Michigan. <laughs> he said that. <laughs> that's draft night. He gave a shout out to Lake Michigan. So all this time that he's been hurt and underperforming, uh-huh. he's been letting Lake Michigan down. <laughs> the you know, best of the five Great Lakes. Can uh, we just say that? Yeah. No, I don't think so. You know who's pissed is Superior. Lake Superior is like, what's up, Jabari? Yeah. Come on, man. You know who I am. It's in my name, for God's sakes. Great, La- Great Lakes talk tells me I should go. <laughs> it's probably time. <laughs> we'll always have Jabari Parker. Uh, Bart, thanks, man. Thanks for coming down. Thank you. This was fun. Good. Thank appreciate you. it. That's Bart Winkler at Winks Thinks on Twitter, co-host of Chuck and Winkler at 105.7 The Fan in Milwaukee. When we come back, I have to spike the ball on a prediction I made five years and six teams ago. We'll explain on Hit and Run on 670 The Score. Can I say something as a man? I love him. I love him too. I lo- like. I love like. I, the way I feel about my family, I feel about Ryan Braun. The two-two, lined in a right center field. This one will drop in for a base hit and maybe more. Heading to third, Bodie. He rounds third. Here comes the throw home. Will he score? The slide. He is safe. Cubs tie up the game. David Bodie with an outstanding slide, head first, beating the throw on the RBI double by Albert Almora Jr. That's a great call by our Zach Zaidman on 670 The Score yesterday. As David Bodie with a tremendous slide. Just a great play all around. It's a lightly hit double to the opposite field by Albert Almora. Bodie is running with the pitch because there's two outs and two strikes. Running with the swing, I should say. And... As he's between second and third, he picks up Will Venable, the third base coach. And Venable, knowing there's two outs, knowing the Cole Hamels is on deck, knows that you might as well send him. Even if the throw is going to beat David Bodie, you take the chance that it's going to be A, a bad throw, or B, an error by the catcher, or C, a brilliant slide, kind of magical play by Bodie. Because the chance of one of those things happening is better than the chance of Cole Hamels getting a hit to drive in the run or, you know, having a wild pitch or some of the other ways you can get a runner home from third. I loved the send. I loved the aggressive send. And then just a brilliant slide from, uh, from Bodie who jumped up and was there a wink? Did he wink as he went back to the dugout? See if you can catch that highlight, Eli Hershkovich. I know there was, I know there was a scream 
Um, but then I thought I saw him wink to the camera. But I, I could be wrong about that, but maybe I just imagined it as he got his El Mago on. This hour of 670 The Score is brought to you by Team Hochberg. Visit their new website, 56david.com. That's 56david.com. And the bottom of the hour was brought to you by Northwestern Football. Join Coach Fitz in the Big Ten West Division Holiday Bowl champions at Ryan Field this fall when they host Ohio State, Iowa, and more. Season tickets on sale now at nusports.com. So uh, the year was 2014, maybe 2013. No, I think it was 2014. And Edwin Jackson was in the second year of his Cubs contract. And I said, you know what? Edwin Jackson is going to break the record for the most franchises played on. I'm telling you right now. Because I looked down and he was 30 years old in 2014. His arm was still great. And he was just entering the potential reliever stage of his career. Like, like Octavio Dotel, who had the record at 13, along with some others. I think Todd Zeal was up there, I believe. I think it was, I want to say it was Dotel and Zeal, uh, most franchises played for. There was another pitcher, too. There was a lefty pitcher, Phil, uh, what's his name? He was, he was a Yankee. Phil, are you looking at the list, Eli? Give me who was, the, who was at the top of, that, of the top of that list. Yeah, I got nine for Zeal. I was counting Zeal. Oh, okay. But that's still no, no, up no. there. Yeah, it's, it's, it's still up there, but let's see, most franchises played for, as I use the Google machine on, uh, on uh, uh, live on the air, like the professional broadcaster that I am. Uh, here it is on Baseball Reference. So <clears throat> it's Octavio Dotel. Ron Vallone is who I'm thinking of. Ron Vallone was the lefty I'm thinking of. So, no, Zeal didn't get up there. You're right. Matt Stairs. So it's Octavio Dotel at 13. Edwin Jackson tied with him right now at 13. But he was traded to the Toronto Blue Jays. And if the Blue Jays activate him, which is expected, that will make 14. And he will break the record. Mike Morgan had the record at 12. Matt Stairs, Ron Vallone, guys like that. Paul Bacco was at 11. Miguel Batista, Henry Blanco, Royce Clayton among those at 11. Bartolo Colon at 11. But Edwin Jackson's about to do it. He's still got a very strong arm. Last year... His four-seam fastball was still at 94, his cutter at about 92, still throws a nasty slider. It's still the kind of stuff that a franchise looks at and says, you know what, I could do something with that. I think I could do something with that. And he's stayed healthy. And so every time he has added a franchise since I made that proclamation, people have tweeted at me or, or found me and said, hey, it's getting close. And so, like, 25 people hit me up yesterday as he gets to Toronto, and Edwin Jackson's going to break that record. Good for him, man. You want to keep playing baseball? I mean, why not keep playing baseball? Keep having some fun. You know? Stay, uh, stay out of the real world as long as possible. He's 34 years old. Actually, he's 35 years old now. And Edwin Jackson, when he joins the Blue Jays, will officially break that record. Bottom of the hour also brought to you by GetOnBoardIL.org. If you're stuck in traffic right now, public transit could be a better choice. Make your voice heard at GetOnBoardIL.org. Tell your statewide elected officials to invest in transit. Get there faster. Better funding means better rides. 670 The Score is where you are. Top of the hour will be Herb Lawrence and Mark Grody taking you through the next few hours. Later on today, it'll be Cubs and Brewers uh, pregame, I think, at about 535. 
530. 5.30 for Cubs pregame right here. I'm looking forward in, a, in about a week and a half. I'm going to be doing pre and post for a couple of Cubs games. I get to fill in for Zach while Zach is filling in for Pat Hughes. And I'm looking forward to that. Sitting up there the other day after shadowing Zach Zabin for a pregame day and um, him generously showing me the ropes and um, helping me learn that skill, which will be a new one to add to the uh, radio mix here. Uh, you, there's nothing like that view. You know, look, I, I've sat in the press box many times. I've been fortunate enough to broadcast from up there um, in the radio booth. But during a game to sit there and and really be a part of the broadcast, I, I am thrilled and cannot wait. And there's really nothing like it. You think it's difficult to gauge whether a ball is is a deep drive and going to be a homer when you're watching at home? Are you bad at that? I still am sometimes. I am horrific at that sometimes. I'm bad at it sometimes at the ballpark. But from up there, you can get good. You watch a few hundred thousand pitches and of tens of thousands of, of innings and thousands of games, you will get good. And watching, uh, watching those guys do their job has been awesome. But I'm looking forward to that. Uh, a couple games for the, uh, the homestand when the Phillies are here. Eli Hershkovich, it is your final day with us. Your final day with 670 The Score. These are your final few moments with us. You are going where? To radio.com? Philadelphia going to do some producing there. Sports gambling is going to boom, and it's going to be big on Radio.com. You think so? so you I think so? I know so. Really excited about what we're going to bring to Radio.com, just overall sports-wise and, and sports betting, too. I'm, I'm so pumped. Well, good luck to you, but let me ask you this. I have, you know, thoughts about um, gambling and baseball. I have never understood gambling on a specific game because the you know baseball is 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 built on the possibility that any team could win on a given day of course and i i like to be you know i i love the game so much that i i often will say don't sully baseball with with gambling and then i check my fantasy lineups for the third or fourth time on the day but the future of gambling as it pertains to baseball just the in-game stuff being able to go, do you see a day eventually where there's a window at the ballpark and you go up and you say, you know what, 20 bucks on Javi Baez to get a double today. And, oh, all right, and also give me 10 bucks on that double in the fifth inning or five bucks on that double in the fourth or fifth inning. I mean, the options are limitless for that kind of in-game betting, which is something that happens in England for soccer games all the time. Yeah, I see it. Even the more simplistic stuff, like you can bet on right now with player props for baseball, over under Cole Hamill strikeouts yesterday, around five. Betting on the run line before the game. It's going to happen. You're going to, your sports betting will be coming to Wrigley Field. Look at the Cubs. They just invested in the Action Network. So they believe it's coming. Yeah. Sinclair does too with the news that they're going to add possibly a sports betting component to the broadcast. Mm-hmm. It's coming. So, I mean, and, and, and the options are, are so completely limitless. And you'll wonder, you'll wonder what, what actions on the field could be affected. I mean, all those kind of things will be, will be brought up and what kind of legislation there will be to make sure that you've got a pristine 
uh, a, a pristine playing environment? Because let's say there's that money on a double. What's to keep a guy from stopping at second or running a little slow into second as opposed to taking that third base? And the NBA has been so progressive about it in terms of getting their lineups out right away. Adam Silver gets it. He understands the gambling world of people want to see these lineups, want to know who's healthy, want to know who's out three hours before the game, before Mm -hmm. you bet on it. Baseball is still behind in that sense. That's where it needs to catch up. And college basketball has even gotten to that point where they're releasing injuries three hours before the game because you you can make the excuse, well, it's for whatever else. It's for gambling. Mm. It's for sports betting. Unbelievable. So it's coming, and you know, you could, it, it's always been a part of, a, of our sporting landscape. It's just going to be above board, like, like the legalization of marijuana. This is just, this is just the, way that, um, the way that we're going. I just hope it doesn't damage my, my beloved, pristine little game. I'm going to crush your pristine little game, Speaks. <laughs> it's done. You'll probably keep it alive and keep it afloat, though, you know, at the same time. There'll, there'll be a time eventually it's going to be like, you know, it's, it's society and sports fandom will decay to the point that just the likes of you, Eli, will be keeping it alive. Other than that, good luck. Appreciate that. <laughs> Thank you, buddy. You know, it's, it's been a pleasure working with you. And I, I know you're going to do great things, whatever you do in your career. That's, that's obvious. And it's been obvious to all of us. So it, enjoy yourself, man. I'm going to miss you. Um, several textures telling me that David Bodie did indeed wink. Did indeed wink as he went back to the dugout. That's some stones. Some stones on David Bodie. After that slide, that's got to feel so good to be that sneaky, to make that kind of play and be like, oh, I should have been out, but I'm not. That's got to feel phenomenal. Good luck to the Lake Forest Foresters today as they take on UW Lacrosse in the championship game for the Central Iowa region in the Division Three softball championships. Make that Sweet 16, ladies. Thank you to Bart Winkler for being my co-host today. Thanks to Chris Kampka for his uh, role in the show and Camp Connections. Thank you to all of you callers, listeners, texters. We can't get it done without you. Herb Lawrence and Mark Grody are next here on 670 The Score. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is kind. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.